Hi, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Vern Goes Against the Grain. I'm your host, Eric Vernston. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have an amazing guest, the incredible Shanitha Burton. Shanitha and I go way back. She's one of my favorite people. She wanted to write a book during the pandemic. She ended up starting her own publishing company where she has her own community of authors that she works with. It's a fantastic story. Shanitha and I go way, way, way back, like three, four years. She is so funny. She's engaging. And I love her entrepreneurial spirit. She is everything America is about. And I love where she's going. Her energy, enthusiasm, and the way she just speaks what she wants to happening. It's amazing. I think you're going to really like this. You can check her out afterwards at www.shepublishingllc.com. You can also find her on Facebook at shepublishingllc.com. She's an inspiration to me as well as many others. She's a working mother of four who's making it happen. So proud of her. I'm so proud to be her friend. I hope you enjoy. If you do, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Check out the YouTube page. We have an ATG Clips page with a few different select parts. So if you don't want to listen to the whole podcast, you can find parts there. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You hear that recording in progress. Shanitha Burton, CEO and founder, She Publishing LLC. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We just had a wonderful talk, our first talk in probably over a year. Isn't that crazy? I know. I know. By the way, I'm so happy to be a part of your show today. I'm happy to have you. I turn around. So we 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 know each other through Toastmasters through a couple yeah. different clubs, which you're you're still part of. And yeah. it sounds like they're going well. Toastmasters online, right? Zoom. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I find out, and I don't even remember how, that you started <laughs> a publishing company. I know. Out of you, you said before you weren't, you just like you wanted to publish a book and you just got started. Like what what has that process been like? Yeah, so um, so obviously uh, COVID-19, the pandemic happened, okay? It shut the world down, basically. And at around March, that's when the it hit the fan, okay? And then everybody uh, began working from home mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so at that moment, I thought to myself, what can I do for my daughters, uh, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, this is something new. Like, this is unbelievable <laughs> what's happened. And so I decided to write a book. And I started with um, a book about me and my husband and our relationship, how we met. And I thought to myself, okay, well, now I need someone to publish this book. So one day I woke up, literally thought to myself, I'm about to start a publishing company. Went right yeah. to the computer, went to the state of the state of Indiana and literally got my business right then and there. Didn't tell a soul, just did it. At what point did you tell someone? Who did you tell and what did you say? <laughs> oh, wow. So I called my mother. <laughs> so it's always either my mother or my husband, but I called my mother and I said, uh, 
I just started a publishing company, mom. So <laughs> I don't know what I really just did, but I'm about to be on the job training Yeah. as we speak. And again, like the intention was to just publish my book and it's a four series book and two are complete. And so I'm working on the third one. The third one comes out uh, Father's Day. Okay. And then I have the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And those are called? The series is called Keep Him Coming Home with Love. Now, why did you decide to start with that kind of book? Because family means the world to me. Um, for me, uh, without family, it's not success for me. That, that's what success is to me. And so um, I just wanted to take them on a journey, you know, the journey of how we met, you know, how they were all conceived and all that good stuff. And then part two is more about me. And when you get into part two, that's when you learn that it's really not about keeping them coming home with love. It's really about family. It's really about stability. It's really about your serenity. It's really about what you want in life. And then the third book is, about the relationships with the men in your life and you know how they play a part in me selecting the husband or the man that I chose to marry and then the fourth one is truly about family and those different relationships and the challenges of those different relationships like mother-daughter uh, mother-in-law you know sure. um yeah you know what I'm saying so it's- I'll get there at some point yeah yeah <laughs> Maybe sooner than later, who knows? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, and I don't even know if this is the part, but so this is this is actually book number one. Can you bring it a little closer to camera? Let me see that. Okay, there it is. Okay. Yeah. And uh, okay, wait, just book number two. And again, okay. bring it to uh, the camera. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Keep him coming with home. Keep him coming home. Keep him yeah. coming. Okay, there we go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm super excited about that series, but yeah, so that's actually how the publishing company started. When you, you had to have some writing background before, right? What, like, how did this, how did the writing get started? You've got two books done in like a year. Am I doing the math right? A little over a year? Yeah. uh, yeah. Third one on the way? The first book was like written in three months. The second book was written, written another three months. And so, and so the reason for the gap in book three is because, like I said, uh, the publishing company started because I was writing books and I just wanted to publish my books. But then I had a conversation with my best friend and she said, you gotta be kidding me. You have a publishing company? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, girl, I don't, look, you <laughs> asked me five years. So you asked me a year from now, you asked a publishing company I would not have thought of Eric and so she said well can you publish my book and I said huh and I said well okay and after I published her book I know sure right yeah and after I published her book I started to um, have these get these connections with different people and women and things like that and people would literally be calling my number wanting me to publish a book. I had not done any marketing. And because I have been publishing and I have published maybe over 
seven books for other authors. I have about I have about eight eight authors on on our roster, men and women. And um, because I've been helping their dreams come to life, I have not had the opportunity to finish <laughs> book number three and four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, yeah. time is tough when you are in a new endeavor and especially like yours you start by oh I just want to publish my book oh well will you publish my book you and I are Toastmasters we know how to wear different hats well of course it's like a Toastmasters meeting you go in you're going to be have one role by the end of it you're like yeah I'll do four things why not sure I'll evaluate that speech I'll run table topics I'll do one myself and then I'll just randomly close out the meeting sure why not you know how it goes, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll publish your book. Sure. Oh, your friends want that? Why not? Okay. Let's figure out how to, how to grow this thing out. It's <laughs> hilarious. That's how it starts. You know, you're just trying to do one little thing. And the next thing you know, you have a, a budding media empire. So what in terms of, so you have these authors on your roster going through the website. So she publishing LLC.com. Mm-hmm. You talk about, it, it feels like to me, you are building a community within she publishing is that now where you where you want to head where there's just where you build a community around these authors and then people that are interested in them how do you see this over the next three to five years eric you said it it's a community it's connecting and that's exactly what it is and oh my gosh, I almost didn't have the word for it. You took it, you took it right out of my mouth. And that's what it, it yes. Right? masters read each other's minds. I'm telling you. And literally, so the women, I call that the embracing her story team. Okay. And men is the launching history, which is his story. And uh, that's, yeah, nice. it's a community. It's where we can all um, connect with each other and one another. And again, like, I want to reach the world. So I don't know, I don't know if I like told you this. So I, this whole journey for me, it, it's like a, it's three components to the to this journey. And first it is the journey. So, you know, when you're living life and you're going through challenges and, and wins and things like that, you're not realizing all alone that this is building you up sure. for what you're going to be doing and, and what your purpose is. So while back, my grandmother, the mother of my mom, she was in a, a, in a um, rehabilitation center and she was sick. And uh, I was sitting next to her bedside and I said, hey, grandma, I want to know your story. So she told me, she, she was about to tell me her story, but I was like, nah, because, because of my fear of her dying. And I don't know why I began to think that, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, we'll, we'll do it when you get out. And the next time I saw her, she was in hospice and she passed away. Yeah. So for me, that, that plays a part in what I'm doing now because I'm building a platform for people of all cultures and all diversity to share their story because it's a benefit to others. And just about every book that I've read I have learned something from, I have grown from, I have authors from pastors to people who are writing blogs, 
to people who have been in domestic violence relationships, the people who have been molested as children, they are sharing their story and they trust she publishing with their story. And that means the world to me. That's humbling. And you know what? And when you, when you asked me the question about writing, did I have any writing background? So for me, um, I talk a lot. Okay. Let me tell you, I need to get paid to talk. Okay. Because I can talk all day long. And you know, as a you should get paid to talk. Yeah. <laughs> You should. You're very good at it. You're fun to talk to. We talked for 30 minutes before we hit rolling. We probably could talk for another hour before we would have blinked. We could have. <laughs> and in elementary school, my mother on my report cards, I would get A's and B's and the teacher would put, she talks and she distracts the other children because when she's done with her work, she talks, talks, talks. I've been talking since day one. So that's, awesome. that's how it be, that's how it comes. And so when I talk, I can record myself and that's the story. And that's how you get it so quickly. Okay. So that, so you record yourself. Do you have software you're using to then put it on paper? Oh, no, I, I do. I do all the typing and stuff myself. Okay. And then I, um, so we offer that service to authors as well. So, because okay. some, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You author and what, let's talk about this. And then what else, if you're an author, like what's the she package? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so you know what? Um, so I'll get a phone call. And so people will, um, you know, have been researching different publishing companies or maybe their friend or whatever. Yeah. So I have a consultation with them and then I send them our, publishing uh, our standard publishing contract as well as our uh, the package uh, what it includes and so after they've read over that then we have a second consultation because I really want to make sure they understand the terms of yeah. the contract and just to see what kind of they um, what package they want because we we build the customized packages for them and um, you know our packages include uh, marketing as well so we help the authors market. So at that point, at signing date, then we send them a publishing package, which I am going to be sending you a gift for having us on your show. Oh, and fine. in their package, which this is yours right here, they receive branding. Oh, that's good. A Nike um, dry fit uh, shirt. Oh, this is good stuff. They, and you're going to receive this. You're also going to oh, yeah. receive. I'm in on this. <laughs> you're also going to receive our, our newsletter. Okay. okay good. Which keeps you posted on what we're offering, what we're doing, and what the other authors are doing. Okay. Um, and then they get uh, like a sample book because with our books, we do have, we um, offer regular editions, but we also offer a she edition. And so the she edition, when you, you know the she edition almost right away because you'll see the gold and it's, it's, it's the um, texture of the book. Okay. Ooh. It makes you want to read the book. So it's yeah. not just about the story. It's about the presentation and it's also about the touch. So um, there's just so much more. Uh, let me see. So we also have the packaging. So we recently just launched um, our embracing her story and launching his 
category uh, package. So all of our package is custom. Okay. We publish and sell for our authors. So we will sell the book and we will make sure that your uh, readers, their book comes in a special package, okay? Yeah. And it's beautiful, let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, and again, we do the marketing, we do the newsletter. We also create author websites for them. Uh, and then we're our own entourage. So there are different uh, book festivals and shows that we're a part of and that we also sponsor. And um, we come together. I'm able to bring about four or five authors with me along the way. And then we just, they just display their books and things like that. So we come together as a group. We are, we're our, our uh, brandings and, you know, we, we have fun together. It's a community. When you, when people come to you and you're talking with them, what do you look for when you think, is this person going to be a fit or not? Yeah. So, and so I'm glad you said that because every book, I just, I'm not going to be able to publish. Um, so for me, so I've had a, a, a different range of, of stories is what I'll say. And, um, I like to listen to what the story is about, um, the value that can come from the story. And here's the thing, value can come from just about anybody's story. Unfortunately, I can't touch politics right now because I am, you know, with the federal judiciary. So those are books that I unfortunately just can't touch. But do you even really want to go there? Pardon me? Do you, let me ask you this, with how politically charged things are with your brand, does it, like for me, so I, I dip my waters and I dip my toes in the waters of the podcast. It was kind of hot. I took a step back. And when I get back into it, I want to make sure to do a better job of being more of like a moderator almost between like both or, you know, what all the different sides and kind of making it more of a like choose your own adventure kind of deal. If you were to, if you were to eventually do that, or do you want to eventually do that? Or like, do you want like for your brand, do you think it makes more sense to, to kind of stay where you're doing? Like, how do you envision like let's let's say someone uh, wants to write a book about genocide in the Sudan. Do you yeah. want? Do, would you be? Is that something you'd be interested in? Like what? How do you think about that? Okay, so I'm interested. I don't. I don't want to be a, a publishing company where I'm just stuck in one in one just set of stories. Sure. Okay. So I'm definitely interested in things like that. I have a, an author coming on and they're doing some kind of fictional abstract kind of a book. It is absolutely amazing. Something that I have never done before, completely different from anything else. So I want to be an out of the box publishing company that can take on some different things. Yeah. Um, at the you same want, time, wait, hold on. Do you want to go? Time. You want to go against the grain? Yeah. 
I want to break all the rules is what I want to Good. do. Good. I like that. <laughs> Me too. But the whole sedan thing, you know, it, it, I would I would have to read some of that. And so here's here's the beauty sure. of this though, Eric. Here's the beauty because I am in the process of franchising. So oh. as of right now, okay. and so and that's what's going to so the, the the politics and the different things that I can't do. Sure. The other publishing companies will do. Okay. So I will have sister and brother publishing companies. And so I so far have two sister publishing companies. My publishing company is She Publishing LLC. We are uh, stationed in the state of Ill in Indiana. I have a sister publishing company. Um, well, it's we're a sister publishing company. So we're collaborating. And that publishing company is called Riff Publishing. And that publishing company is stationed in the state of Illinois. And how we connect is our names. That's one of the ways in which we connect. So she in Riff spells sheriff. Yeah. So we're the new sheriffs in town. And that's our connection. And so the third publishing company is stationed in Dallas, Texas, and it is called Sassy Publishing. Okay. And so she and Sassy together is she's Sassy. Okay. So <laughs> the sister companies, that's how we will connect. So we won't be okay. like a McDonald's franchise. We will be a bit different than that. We will connect on our names and obviously on our contracts and things like that. And so anything that I'm not going to touch or I won't publish, they may publish that brand. And that's what that will identify them from she, but we're all still working together. You have incredible ambition. You're already crushing <laughs> it. You've written two books. You've got four daughters. You got a husband with a YouTube channel with a bunch of subscribers. I was taking a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And two dogs. Yeah. Right. So yeah, what's the what's the YouTube channel again? We'll give a shout out to it. What is it? Yeah, Showtime Wheels. Okay. Yes. How do you manage all of this? Oh my God. It's, it's family. Oh my God. You know, I dropped the ball in some places. You know what I'm saying? It's impossible not to. Yeah. It's you can't get it right yeah. all the time. No, no. Yeah. So that is the, the challenge of balancing that work and family and building a relationship with your daughters and your husband. And, you know, we were just talking about that, how your significant other, how you want to let them know they're first, but you know, you have all these different things happening as yeah. well. Yeah. And how do you do that? You know, how do you keep them coming home with love? Okay. Well, the man and the woman. <laughs> yeah. So far pretty good today. Not as great. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I thought I had it. I really did. I was like, this is going to be, I, I'm, I'm crushing this. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, turns out I had no idea what I was thinking. Eric, you better keep her coming home with love. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I did send some DoorDash. It's not exactly the same as the physical and all that, but it's at mm -hmm. least it's, I think it's a step above just some flowers. I think it's like, Hey, thinking of you plus onion rings man that's what's up <laughs> and mozzarella sticks 
<laughs> I remembered her order from Buffalo Wild Wings the last time we were there. I remember <laughs> most of it. I think I did. I'm like, is that the sauce she likes? We'll give it a shot. So, but yeah, it's tough. You, so for me, when I've been, so I have this job I was telling you about. So I'm a prosecutor. <laughs> I, I also have my army once a month where I'm going there. And then I'm having a family. I'm working on the podcast. You just, it's so hard. And for me, I don't know how you are, but I, if I don't get, I could do six hours of sleep a couple days in a row. By the third day, I'm, I'm just not all there. And like the sense of humor isn't quite there. I'm crankier. I got to get some sleep. I just, I admitted to myself, I said, okay, you got to keep the girlfriend happy. Yes which mostly I think I do. She's still dating me, right? It appears to be mostly working out, so that's good. I have to keep a job. Yes. I have to keep a job. And everything else, I will just do my best and try to try to like 80-20 it where like if I can just find like the 20 most 20% interesting people and just try to make sure I do that, I filter, you know, do that. Like you said out right away because I'm like, well, I know Shanitha. She's an awesome personality. Oh, and she's got her own publishing company. I'm like, well, I got to get her on the podcast. So that's how I've been trying to, to, to do that. But I, other yeah. stuff, sometimes, I mean, you can't, my, there's a reason there's a blurry screen. Okay. My apartment is just like, <laughs> it needs an exorcism. I mean, I mean, if my girlfriend's <laughs> listening to this now, nah, it looks fantastic. Like, nah, it's all good. But like, if she's not like, yeah, it, there's like, my, I, I see, I'm looking at some stuff right now and I'm like this weekend, I, I, I'll do it this weekend, but for, yeah. the, but for five days, it is just sitting there and it's just, I am, I am okay with it also because no one ever comes over here. So it's fine. <laughs> but like, that's, I just go, this is my deal. I don't like it. I want, mm -hmm. I, I want to spend more time and do that, but I go, I would rather talk to you. I would rather go focus on my cases. And that is just the deal I make. And, and for, I think a lot of people out there, one of the reasons I do this podcast is I want people to meet people like you. And I want, cause you're very inspirational. I want them to be like, I can do something too. Mm -hmm. I, I can do this too. And I, I do think you're exceptional, but I also think that you are a, you're a human being yeah. and you have all the same. We have, we all have different issues. It's just, we all have issues. They're just different. And I think a lot of people just have, you have to figure out that, that it's just a balance, but you can't, you can't blow the big stuff. That's all I'm like, just, yeah, don't screw up with the family, keep the job, do, I, someone told me this great story. They were like, they're like, you just have to, was it like outrun the, like outrun the bear by like two people. So someone's going to get eaten by the bear and then there'll be someone else. And like, as long as you're ahead of that person, you'll be okay. Because I, I had it before where this is a job I had a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I was kind of getting nibbled on by the bear because I was like, I was going to Toastmasters clubs. I was going to like three or four a week. I was all into it. And I, I was like, Oh, I'm getting so much better at the speaking. And I started doing comedy and I let some things slip through the cracks at work and they, they smacked me down. And that was like a big reminder. Like, Hey dude, you keep, you're not paying your rent with table topics right exactly. now. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I love when you say that because some there's just some things we have to look at and I do too, like this load of clothes that you can't see that I can. <laughs> what load of clothes like, are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, 
look, it's going to stay there. Okay. And, and we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with sometimes this room may not be as clean as we may want it, but we're going to eventually clean it. You know, sure. we're going to make that time to do it. And yeah, because you know what, when I started the publishing company and everything, it was like, I started to get so many phone calls that, and this is crazy because I had done no marketing. Yeah. It was like, hold up, how am I going to balance my job, the job that's paying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To have this publishing company established. So I, I'm going to have to, okay, take a breather, take a break, figure it out, make me to do lists, start yeah. to have other people do things like incorporate so like for my daughters I'm like hey you guys you're gonna do some bonding so you're gonna go washing and so hey I put that task on them sure. you know something delegating is it becomes an important thing for me at least when you have so many different things going on and you absolutely have to do and you absolutely have to incorporate what makes you feel good you know, you have to have your serenity. You have to, we have, as far as I know, you have one life to live, but you have to do something that you're passionate about and that you want to do. When you think about delegating and how do you, how did you get, how did you build these skills? Like you literally just described, you essentially described in the last 10, 20 minutes, how you have the, you essentially have these publishing companies that all interconnect. You have, you've worked away where, you know, your family obviously loves you enough where they're like, yeah, we want to support mom and do this. Like, how did you build some of these skills where you feel comfortable? Like you, it sounds like you feel like you have organized chaos around you at all times. Yes. But yeah, you, you seem completely comfortable. Where's that come from? Well, number one, and this is not the first thing, but I'm just calling this out first, Toastmasters. And you know how when a person can join Toastmasters thing and they come to a meeting and they're sitting here like, okay, this is what they're doing. Not even realizing that you are building skills yeah. when you're holding these roles. You don't realize you're building leadership. And let me tell you, like, when I went to Toastmasters for maybe about a year, my bosses at my job saw leadership in me and they saw a growth in me because through Toastmasters, you meet great people like you and like the John Moore. You and your mom. And like, yeah. yeah. And like my mother. Yeah. You know, and niece, a shout out to her. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you meet these great people like I'm literally sitting here talking to a domestic violence prosecutor, a man who is in the military, a man who's about to have a baby and you're doing all these wonderful things too. It's like, you get a chance to meet these different people and engineers. Like I went to a Toastmasters club uh, at a police station. So you grow those skills through Toastmasters and, and you and I both know that that's the truth. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's one, that's one thing that um, I give credit to Toastmasters and I will always be in Toastmasters because of that reason. Yep. Um, and then two, my job, my place of employment, they have, I have grown from a baby to a woman at my job. I started my job when I was about maybe 18 years old, started working for the federal government 
I've been there for 21 years now and I'm in management now. I am, um, I coordinate the operations of the court now. So those skills that they've taught me through Strengths Finder, Strengths Finder by Tom Rand. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, my, an ex-girlfriend gave me a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was, it's a really good book. It's a good book. And, and you take that assessment and that assessment for me was dead on. I'm a developer. I'm a learner. Um, I'm futuristic. So you, you begin to learn more about yourself. So I was able to learn me and about myself and I was able to learn how to do what I do best and incorporate what I do best in everything that I do in my personal and professional life. So again, it's the Toastmasters, it's the, um, the job, the on the job knowledge that they have instilled in me. And then it's, it's family, it's my mom and my dad. Like, they loved me. They gave me hugs and kisses. They told me, uh, they instilled value in me. Like, I don't care about Jordans and the this and the that. No, I'm more personable. Um, humble yourself. Um, you know, treat people with respect. I don't care that I'm a manager. No, you could be my manager one day and we are going to treat each other with respect. So whether you're older than me or younger than me, so you can learn from everybody. So it's, it's those three different components, if I can put it yeah. in that order. And again, me even putting it in that order comes from Toastmasters because you learn how to organize and you learn how to tabletop talk. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're essentially doing like an hour long table topic because you and I didn't, we didn't talk about questions before. I mean, oh, maybe I said a couple things, but like not, not an hour's worth of or hour plus of stuff. Pause it. I start right. Does it? Do you hear that when it says recording in progress? Does it? Come yeah. From? Okay, I don't know what that is, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I've talked about before, and I don't think it's okay. So let me take a step. Do you know who? Uh, I'm gonna give Lee Hopkins a shout out. Do you know Lee Hopkins? Is he in Toastmasters? He hasn't been in our groups, but he's in he's in another club. I've seen him through Sergeant Lundy. Okay, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he's been he has been an ambassador of multiple clubs. He's a really good speaker, awesome guy. He told me this funny quote. He's he's very blunt, and I like that about him. And he said something, and it cracks me up because he just goes, he goes, Toastmasters people just love talking about Toastmasters. <laughs> and he's right, but at the same time, I've told people this many times. I think it is the best return on investment i've ever seen it's 90 dollars a year here's your here's our toastmasters infomercial you've you're listening to this podcast you've heard both of us speak we were not born this way we worked hard to get this way we're both fantastic speakers 90 dollars a year not and and i have went to it's gotta be i don't know 20 30 40 50 different clubs where i've met tons of people I did one in over Zoom. It was Louisiana. I did a Louisiana club a couple of weeks ago. They were they were awesome. Trying to get them to uh, my uh, to HHS. You in the loop? Chicago Loop alone has like ninety to hundred clubs. Before the pandemic, I was going around. I went to Bank of America. I went to the Federal Reserve. I stopped by your private club. Yeah. 
you know, and it's like you, you meet all these people and there's positive energy. You get such good feedback. I've been doing some stand-up comedy at different clubs just to just in a lot of it. I don't have like a, I don't need to have a Netflix special. I mean, if they want to pay me $10 million, I'll take it. Yeah. Not gonna say no. <laughs> I, I find that the comedy writing helps out in all aspects of my life. And so that's why I really like to do it. And I've been, I go to Toastmasters clubs. They're like, okay, sure. Cause a lot of them don't have speakers. It's so funny. It's like a speaking club. And there's usually like one or two people that signed up and usually one person cancels and yeah. almost, and there's all, it's like, if you, I, to, I told someone this, I said, if you can just put like a five to seven minute speech together, that's always in your back pocket, you could probably become one of the greatest speakers of the 21st century. If you just go to Toastmasters clubs, cause they'll always be like, Oh, do you have a speech you can give? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's hilarious. People, and then you right, you walk into the first. I remember my first meeting. I walk in, we do the Pledge of Allegiance, and it seems like so organized. And then I started to get to this was uh back at Underrise Laboratory, which is a really good club. But yeah, you get to you go under the hood a little bit, and they start talking about the different roles, and you realize like, oh, they're like mostly just making this stuff up. Like, <laughs> right? Who wants to do this today? Who wants to do this today? Exactly. <laughs> and you grow and, and you grow as uh you grow as, and you have you can have leadership positions and you can learn like we have one person at hhs and we have irena shout out she i think she's from i think she's russian and her english is continuing to develop but we had a meeting a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and she ran the meeting like a boss just ran it like a boss and there's no way i said i said this during the meeting i said Two years ago, there's no way you're doing that. I'm like, yeah. you, and she just was so confident. And her speech was just like, she would, before she, you, you've seen, you know, the transition, right? You like when, like a beginning speaker compared to someone like us, like you just, there's just a difference, like, right? I think there's maybe like, I don't care as much, or you're just like, what? I've done this a million times, right? You're confident. And she just like got up there and it was awesome. And she ran the whole meeting. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Cause she's, wow. she goes to every meeting, she contributes, she takes multiple roles. And it's like, this is not rocket science. It's not right. And same thing with, I mean, you know, with, with our club, right. You're all, you were always taking roles. Your mom's always taking roles. Everyone's doing this. And now you have your own publishing company. You're branching out in other ones. You're creating a media empire. And it might've started because you're like, yeah, okay. I'll do, I'll do those two roles and now I'll do those three. And that's how it starts. Amazing. Uh, Right. Exactly. It's so, it's like, so it's people. And then I, I've had so many people too. They go, Oh, I want to go to a meeting. And I'll like, tell them like, Oh, this is what it is. And they're like, Oh yeah. I, you know, I got this, I got this thing. I'm like, there should be nothing more important than like, you have this opportunity of like personal growth and all, but unless you're in it, you just, you have, you get that, you got to get that little bit that you got to get that taste. Yeah. The taste. Yeah. Because let me tell you in the beginning, my first meeting, like, I don't know if you remember your first meeting, but with you was, at, at two at the, no, at, no, okay. just your first meeting period. Oh, okay. You go first, but yeah, I, 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 I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. So for me, I wasn't really engaged. Yeah. Okay. 
So I really didn't realize what was going on. But it was, I was, it was like a break from work. So I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go back. So again, like I wasn't really engaged, but yeah. now, years later, when people start to see in me leadership, I'm like, hold up. I had to then start to identify growth coming from. Yeah. And it was Toastmasters. Yeah. So you you tell me, like, okay, were you engaged at your first Toastmasters? And maybe you were. I don't know. No, no. I was terrified. I was I was terrified. Yeah. Do you remember what club? It was Underwriters Laboratory. And I remember the whole day because I I'm a I'm a very I'm a for for being a lawyer and in the army, I am a total rule breaker. I so I, I find this club online. I don't know I don't know the difference between like a private club and like so this club apparently was like their workers only. Like you had to work there. I didn't know that. So I see people walking in. And I, I don't know if there was like badges or what, but I'm like, well, I can't get in that way. They're checking ID. So I like followed another group. I like snuck in and then I get to the meeting and they're like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm Eric. I, I work down the street. And they're like, well, how'd you, how'd you get here? And I'm like, well, I took my car and I drove and then I walked here. They're like, no, like, how'd you get in? Like, we have security. Like, you don't even work here. And I was like, oh, I, I'm very sneaky. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. Like, you can come whenever, I guess. They're like, if you can figure out how to get in the building, just come. Hilarious. Yeah. So then, so then what I, I think what happened is around the time of the meeting, I would just wait near the door for someone who was coming back from lunch. And they'd just be like, oh, hey, Eric. Yeah, like, hey, how you doing? Eric. Don't don't tell us what building this was, please. Don't. Oh, I'm sure security is way better now. It's like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, I just wait. Hilarious. Yeah, I just so became hilarious. one of the group. And they're like, oh, here's Eric. You know, he doesn't work here, but he figured out how to get in the building. He seems okay. <laughs> He's a lawyer, but he sneaks around private property. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hire him. He knows how to get around things. So there was a story. So there's a uh, there's a lawyer in my jurisdiction, and he is a legend. And I can't get into too much, but he said he like says things that are just like he's he's just he's just like the Chuck Norris or like I don't even know he's like a mythical figure at this courthouse for many reasons. And he had some quote, and it was like. And so, like, he, someone asked him something, and he ended it with like, "What do you say?" It was like, "And sometimes I go to illegal places." And this is like in a courtroom, and everyone was like, "What? Like, what? Do, wait, what? What do you mean?" He just like walked out. Yeah, it was his client was, it was something like the this woman said something like, "My my lawyer just like shows up out of nowhere," and they're <laughs> like, "What?" And all of a sudden, he was like there, and he was like, "And sometimes I go to illegal places." It was like, huh? "Yeah." Yeah, I know, right? The legal community has, that was one of the reasons I wanted to be a lawyer. There are yeah. so many ridiculous people in this job. Like, I can't even, I just can't, I don't even know where to start. Like, yeah. the, the, especially the private attorneys. Yeah. If you think about it, you're like, so they're like always 
So they're dealing with people like, usually again, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Sometimes you go to a lawyer because you just need guidance. Most of the time you go to a lawyer because you might have done something and it might not be good. Exactly. So you're always dealing with that kind of crowd. And a lot of times they, they pay in cash, which is all, which is a whole, right. So it's a whole different, it's just like, it's this whole weird ecosystem of like, <laughs> anyways, I just, I'm getting off Toastmasters, right? But guess what though? What? Guess what? So what? years ago, I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. And I still want to be. Really? However, yeah. Yeah. But Why? for me, because I've always, because first of all, like I said, I like to talk. So I've always mm-hmm. wanted to be a defense attorney okay. or whatever. And so I have a legal background, you know, I'm a paralegal, yeah. um, um, I have a, the paralegal degree. Uh, and then I work in the federal judiciary and I know how to draft legal documents and I know how to draft orders because I've done that in my profession. Sure. So, um, and I have been in situations in court where I have out taught the attorney and I, I have won cases over them because I have this yeah. legal background yeah. and that jargon. And I love all that. Yeah. However, paying for law school is a bit much and I don't have that. Yeah. So that's what keeps me away from being an attorney. But I have lots of attorney friends. You, you being one. Yeah. So here's my, okay. Here's my counter argument for, I would say right now, if you really wanted to go to law school, they probably wouldn't, there probably would never be a better time because you are a family woman. You have an established career. You have a career in the legal field. You have an excellent public speaking background and you own your own company. If there was ever someone that screamed like diversity, it's you. And it's like a whole life spectrum. And you're, and you're, and you're, I mean, I know you're like 21, so you're going to have that age thing. <laughs> really, Eric? Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> By the way, I've never been able to figure out, I know you just said you figure out, you said your age on the podcast, but you and your mom, like, I've never been able to figure that out. You two both. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely, she's in her sixties and I'm in my forties. I never would have guessed you. I, I was easily a decade off. Yeah. With so, both of um, you. Not even close. My, my birthday was May 23rd. And so I had all these balloons behind me. Well, happy belated. So I have no idea. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm 41. So. But that's, but now, yeah, you're, you're in your forties. You have your own business. You have a family. You have this great legal background. I would think that law schools would love to have you there. But I don't, I don't, I, I'm not for the loans. Like I, have. I don't think you, I don't think you, I think they would probably pay for most of it. Gotta be honest. I don't, I think if you send some flyers, if you said like to Paul law school or like to John Marshall and just sent like an application in, I get, I would guess you'd get a large amount of scholarship. I think your biggest issue is time because do if you did that, would you then be able to work? Right. Would you want that trade-off? Although then the publishing company, would you be able to take that step back when in reality, you probably need to take two steps forward? Exactly. Um, and I actually did the research for both of those schools that you brought up. Of course you did. I know you, I you've probably done more research than I have any idea. 
Yeah, and you know, judge, uh, um, um, what's the name of that school? John Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, I think it's UIC now. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, they actually have evening classes, and you know, I had thought about that, but again, like you said, it's this balancing act now. It's the time. If you can get, or when you get, she publishing to where it's a decision, do I need to keep doing the job? Mm-hmm. that's probably at the time where you could go, I could go to law school because doing all three of those with the family. I mean, you are a superwoman, but I think everyone's got bounds. I mean, it, that would be like your, or, you know, your whole weekend would just be doing schoolwork and I don't know. That's a tough call. Yeah. yeah. So it's something to, you know, like um, the sky is not the limit here. You know, when, when I think about it, well, I like that. And so um, that that could be possible, you know, so maybe maybe 10 years from now, we will be talking on your podcast or maybe even on the SheePub Network. And She-Pub Net- OK, SheePub Network. Is this already started or is this in the works? Yes. Yeah, so okay. so I am building so like own network. I am um, doing my research right now to build the SheePub Network. But until I establish it legitly it's the she pub network is live on facebook okay and so it's a you know a show that i have to promote the authors okay you know, i do interviews with them um i promote their books i we create videos for them promotional videos for their books and uh, we display them there so yeah i want a talk show i want a network so that your show and other shows that I know of could be on this network, on TV, on channel, whatever that channel is going to be. Yeah. On channel 23, maybe. I, you know, I know you talk about law school, but you get so excited about this, about everything involving she. I'm like, <laughs> I think you like the law, but I think you love what you're starting to build. It's just, it's popping through the screen at me. Like I can't avoid, I'm feeling the love, the energy. It's hard to avoid. It really is. I, you know, I'm not, obviously can't tell you what to do with your life. You're already crushing it, but like, it's just coming through the screen. You love this. I, I don't know where this is all come from. I really don't, but I definitely have a passion for having that platform. I can talk about it all day, let me tell you, but we're not, I'm not going to. <laughs> where where do you think that comes from? I if you had 30, yeah, 30, if you had 30 seconds to answer the question, how would you answer that? I would say it comes from my innate signature things, which are developer, learner, input, futuristic, and what is that other one? I don't know. Can't think of it right now. Uh, input. Okay. And so, and so when you think about input, when you think about input, you probably are thinking me inputting things, but no input really means co- having a collection of things. And so for me, my collection of things is collection of resources, a collection of people. And I hope I don't sound like Jeffrey Dahmer here, but I have ah! a people oh. that I put together. So wait, let me just tell you this one story. Let me just because this 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 nails it on the head. It's the developer and the learner okay. and all the top five things that I just told you about. So it's it's the the input. So 
I met Joan Moore. You know, she works for U.S. Attorney's Office. She is a uh, she's still there. Yes, and she's an author. Okay, I did not know that. She's an author. She wrote a book, and let me tell you. So she has a series of books called Pickles. Yes, she has a book series called Pickles, and. I worked in a chambers for a judge for some years and his law clerk had a dog, okay? And this dog, she would sneak into work, okay? So we would, so the dog would be in the chambers and nobody would know that the dog was there. And so I said, hey, Joan, you should write a book about pickles and the, the the courtroom dog. Yeah. And so I introduced those two because this is my collection of people. This is my input. Sure. I connected those two. And then there was another law clerk who daughter draws. And so Joan, she only has children to illustrate her books. So this okay. other law clerk in another chambers who we made a connection with, her daughter was the illustrator of a book and it's actually a book now that's been published and out there. And it talks about the dog meeting pickles and Mm. yeah. So we literally made that happen from the collection of people that I had. And that's what I like to do, connect people together. Just like you're a domestic violence prosecutor. At some point, I'd like to have a, on the SheePub network, someone who's been in that situation, you and I, have a conversation sure. about this. And that's all about connection and networking and just doing something that has never been done before yeah. and making things come true. Like, why not? I love that. Why not? Yeah, so Joan, Joan, so yeah, Joan, she's an author. She, you know, she does so much. You know, she's a, she's an accountant, teach, she's an accountant, she's a teacher of accountant. I mean, yeah. Did I, do you know the story of how I became president of the club for that one year, how that started? I, I think you were asked by Joan probably. Yeah. She said, you can do it. She said, you can do it. I came to a meeting and she was like, hey, uh, what do you think about being president of the club? <laughs> and I, I couldn't turn her down. I was like. I was so flattered. I'm like, yeah, I would love to do that. She's like, great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to. That's how she does. Oh, she's so good. You're pretty. She has a marketing company too. Of course she does. (laughs) She's good at that. You're really good at that too. You're like, (laughs) cause you're, you know, I don't know if you've, if anyone's ever told you this, but you're a very, you're a visual speaker. The way you just, yes, you're, you're, when you get rolling, oh yeah, you're very visual. You did a great job of multiple times. You're like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get someone who's experienced, you, me, someone that's experienced domestic violence. We're going to get in a room. We're going to create something we've never built before. You used visual persuasion. You (laughs) brought it to like an aspirational level and you rolled that off in like 30 seconds. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty effing good. (laughs) <laughs> thank you i i see a lot of like re- I, that's really good wow yeah i didn't realize that i i mean 
How yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm like, yeah, like sign me up for whatever you just said. I'm in on that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you out of here on this one. What? Uh, so next, let's say next six to twelve months. Mm-hmm. What can we? How? How do you? Uh, if someone's listening to this and they're like, "I want to get engaged," I know the website, you know, I know the books. You're on Facebook. Like, where? Where should someone like start? And how do you recommend that they? Like, should they subscribe to the newsletter? Is there a book you think they should go with? Like, how do you think they should best start connecting with the network? Yeah. So thank you for that. I would definitely say to go to the website, which is www.shepublishingllc.com. That's the website. Um, and then they can subscribe to the newsletter. That is, that, that's what keeps us connected. Okay. And then if they're interested in writing a book, definitely yeah. give us a call, 219-515-8032. That's our number. And yeah, and uh, like I always say, um, for me, I want to be that person that welcomes them. So they will meet the CEO of the publishing company that will be their first line of of contact. Not the receptionist, not the other person. No, the CEO is reachable. Shanitha Burton, CEO, reachable, gives the phone number out on the podcast describes one of the best visual persuasions I've ever heard. You are amazing. You are amazing. Thank Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being on. And you have to now let me know when we can start breaking ground on this conversation that you described, because I'm all in on that. Okay. We're going to do it. All right. Talk to you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye.